My name's Carson. And my name's Sarah Jane. And you're listening to the Literal Trash Podcast. Each week, Carson and I will read part of a book and give you our hot takes on what we've read. Feel free to join or follow along on our reading adventures. Hello, Carlson. How are we doing this evening? I'm doing quite well. How are you today? I am doing pretty well myself, thanks. Nice. How was your day today? It was... Good, I guess. Just worked, you know. <laughs> you know, you know, as per usual. True. Um. um oh. <laughs> what? He's like, um, um... Well, I was going to say, since it's such a big episode, should we just get right to it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So we have finished the book. Heads up. Now, there will be spoilers. <clears throat> we are going to tell you who died, who killed who, and then we've got some discussion questions um, for the Ooh. end of the podcast. Those are fun ones. True. So I guess I'll start. And I will blow everyone's mind. Those bones in the ground at the cemetery belonged to an individual named Peter Mercer. Peter Mercer, what he did was he murdered his girlfriend... Girlfriend. Girlfriend. His girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. <laughs> he murdered his girlfriend, Annie Madeley. And this was back in the 70s. Murdered his girlfriend. Okay, okay. Murdered his girlfriend and essentially got away with it. But you know who knew all along the person that knew all along that it was peter mercer who had murdered his girlfriend <clears throat> basically what happened is he came over to her house he stabbed her with a kitchen knife but claimed it was a burglary so a, a burglar came in startled annie he got startled that annie was home and he grabbed a kitchen knife and stabbed her that was not the case at all and penny our girlfriend Penny, who's now... Our girlfriend? Yes. Who's now basically lying on her deathbed. Um, she kept all of, all of her old files stored away, just in case one day they might prove helpful. Well, sure enough, Thursday Murder Club already had an inkling, and so they went and pulled out those files. Pulled out the files and learned that Peter Mercer had a gunshot wound to his thigh. Funny, because the bones that Mr. Arthur had checked out for us also had a bullet wound in the thigh. So, when Penny was just a junior, a junior cop, nobody believed that Peter Mercer was the one who could have killed Annie it got out that he was honorably discharged or just discharged from the military because he had a bullet wound 
in his right thigh. And after he was discharged, he just disappeared. Well, turns out our girl Penny murdered him. Took justice into her own hands for killing Annie. So, she murdered him. Mm-hmm. This brings us to 50 years later, where Ian Ventum is going to dig up the cemetery, and those bones will be found. Well, Penny couldn't have committed the murder. She's lying in bed. It turns out her husband, John, managed to get a syringe of fentanyl because of the hospital that she's at, or, you know, the the retirement area that they live in, which I think is just a nursing home. Either way, he said it was really easy to get his hands on stuff like that. So he managed to take that syringe, and when everybody was getting in a tussle all over each other, he stabbed it into Ian Ventum. So, at that point, we're... So we've got Penny was the murderer of the Bones 50 years ago. John killed Ian Ventum to protect Penny's good name. So For the love. Yes, her good name was not tarnished. And that leaves us where everyone is in Penny's room. The Thursday Murder Club are all in her room. And Elizabeth says, John, I have to tell the police, but I will tell them... <clears throat> in the morning and they'll just meet you at your house and elizabeth says all of us will now leave the room so you can say your goodbyes to penny because again he was going to be arrested Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they leave the room and what do you know other than john having yet another syringe full of stuff (laughs) That he then decides to jab into Penny. He says his goodbyes to Penny. Stabs her with whatever was in the needle. And leaves. On his way out, Elizabeth stops him and says, John, we all just watched you stab that syringe into Penny. (laughs) Obviously, we know something's going to happen. Go home, basically. So, he goes home. Elizabeth walks into the room. She can tell that Penny is already, like, fading away. So Penny, at this point, is leaving this earthly world. So she is passing on, and Elizabeth is already fully aware that John is going to go home, have a nightcap that he's laced with some drugs, and he is also going to go to sleep forever. So... There you have it. Both of them. That is. I mean, they're both they're both killers. I get. Well, one of them tried to bring justice. I guess. Well, John just was trying to protect his well, girlfriend, girlfriend, wife. <laughs> no, whatever. it was his wife. Okay. Sorry, the girlfriend is stuck in my head. <laughs> <sighs> I so will I guess, say. Um, yeah. I will say based on what you've just said. They are both murderers. I don't know where Penny got it in her head 50 years ago that she was going to be the person to bring justice to said situation. 
I don't agree with it, but it happened. So, and like I told you yesterday, old people will just, at least in this specific book, old people don't care. No. They'll well, die and they'll take other people <clears throat> with them. Like, I... I don't know what it is. Obviously, the will to live is not as strong in these folks. Okay, are we ready for killer number two? Yeah, I was going to say... Three, sorry, this, three, three, three. This reminds me, that, we still don't a... know who killed Tony Curran. Well, you see, we figure that out, and let's preface that we were completely off, or at least I was, not even <laughs> close the entire time. And so it took me by a surprise. And then correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Um, well, actually, first we'll start. Uh, Mr. Bogdan is speaking with um, Joyce's husband? No, Elizabeth's, Elizabeth's husband. husband. Yep, Stephen. What's his name? Stephen. Yep. And freely admits that he killed Tony Curran. Because a long time ago, Tony killed his best friend, who happened to be the cab driver, Kaz, with the real name of Casimir, or Casimir, I guess. And <clears throat> the taxi company, he says that his taxi company was run by Johnny. Again, not Gianni, Johnny. <laughs> and that uh, what Tony was Johnny. taxi company? That's... The, the the taxi no kaz was the taxi driver that johnny killed yes i know but what taxi company are you talking about the, the taxi company that that kaz worked for <laughs> but you just said johnny was he worked for them no 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 he, he uh no 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 that's not what i meant okay, okay. forget it forget it forget it forget it forget okay <laughs> okay um <laughs> Um, so Johnny or Gianni, depending on how you pronounce it nope, again, the audio, Johnny. the, no, hold on. The audiobook lady always still said Gianni, even though it's Johnny. Just because so she has mind. a little bit of a speech impediment. Johnny, Johnny accent, accent. Oh, okay. Uh, Johnny Gundas, Gundas, Gundas. <laughs> Gundas, but okay. Gundas, um, was the one who killed Casimir. Um, only because Tony told him to. And then, essentially, later on, Johnny was blabbing about it to everybody. So, as as we learn on more uh, throughout the, the time period, is that we still can't find Johnny anywhere. Well, it turns out that Bogdan admitted to killing Johnny a long time ago. It's at least <laughs> a long time ago. Well, I was going to say, it was when he committed the murder. Johnny was like, he just, he bragged too much. <laughs> and... Now, as well as, as part of that, too, is that um, Steve, who later on, Steve was also a good friend of Kaz, so they were kind of all buddy buddies. Yeah, the, and he the also gym came, guy. Yeah. Okay. So he came along as well to essentially kill off Johnny by tossing him into the water, and then they essentially took his passport and some of his, packed some of his stuff to make it look like Johnny had left the country. They went to his apartment, took his money of a hundred thousand pounds. Took Tony's money. Tony's money. Yeah. <laughs> no, clever. Uh, of of, yep. 
You're right. Tony's yeah. money. And they then split it 50-50. Um, 50,000 of it, 50,000 pounds went to Kaz's family. And then Steve took the rest of it to start his own gym. Yep, because Bogdan thought that was a worthy cause. Yep. How uh, how how crazy is that? It's just crazy to me that it feels like it comes in twos. <laughs> it always it always does because it all. I mean, it's actually funny you say that because that's kind of like, kind of the thing, isn't it? Bogdan but killed anyway. two people. John and Penny combined killed two people. Killed two people. <laughs> You're right. So essentially, how it went down was Bogdan waited a long time to kill Tony. Um, he just tried to find the right time and with that. So he installed a security system um, around Tony's place and he purposely did it wrong. So essentially there'd be no video evidence or anything to catch him doing it. And during when it was when it wasn't working properly, he went back and then bludgeoned and killed him. Because, wow. Um, I, again, I didn't think it was going to be Bogdan at all. He's kind of not a... Not a secondary character per se, but um, you you can correct me if I'm wrong. But um, the murder club asked if he or if Ian had asked him to kill Tony, would he? And he said no. He'd have to do it himself. And How crazy so is you, that, though? You kind of what the whole time he had done it. <laughs> so yep, you, you're just kind of trying to figure out like. Okay, like he's kind of off the table, and I, honestly, I kind of I never thought of him as being the one that could do it. But then it, it really came back together with his best friend, who was the cab driver, and that was kind of makes sense now. I mean, once they all talked about it, and it's true, the way it all wow. ties back together. Mm-hmm. It's a it's pretty crazy. It's it's just so wild, and I can't wait to see what happens in the next book because this mm. book ends without Bogdan being caught. True. So is Bogdan going to be in the next book? Is Bogdan just going to go free because all of the old people love him? True. And then, and it's kind of like, like, do they really want to turn him in? And like, they, nobody's caught him yet. Um, and so the, it's just written down essentially in, in the journal or diary that she thinks it's him. Yeah, Joyce basically says, yes, oh, Joyce. I'm pretty sure it's Bogdan, and if I think it's Bogdan, well, Elizabeth's bound to know. And then that's mm -hmm. that was the end of it. Like That, that was it. And, and I guess we're kind of, you know, I, I just don't know where, if, if they can continue searching or just asking, or if it just is kind of like that, that and kind of live with that and move on. You know, he essentially just wanted to make sure that everything was things didn't change around there and for his own profit not his own personal gain but as i guess his own personal revenge and then but it also helped out the community not that we're saying murder is good but he helped out the community yep. and so they're like you know what i guess we kind of know what's him but are you gonna say that it's him? he's super helpful and we yeah. love him so he's super helpful and we love him thanks for killing him that I think leads us. So that's <clears throat> Finn. End of book. Ooh. But I think that leads us to our discussion questions. We've got three of them. So 
Our first discussion question is, do you think Donna DeFreitas and Chris Hudson make a good team? Do you think Donna was smart to stay in touch with Joyce and Elizabeth, even though it was unprofessional at times? Yes. I think they were the dream team. I agree. In my opinion, they're two of my favorite characters in the book, just because of the back and forth they had. They didn't really... They had two... They were two different kind of of um, officers, essentially, the way they thought, the way they talked. And I do think it was smart to stay in touch with the two because clearly they had a lot of information that they could give and to help. And I thought as though that it really helped Donna create the pieces or, or, or figure out the pieces by just asking and talking with them and giving them her information so they could also try and figure it out. Well, now, generally speaking, you don't usually talk with cases and stuff with, with strangers or just people or the general public. Yeah. But in this case, it seemed like it really benefited them. Yeah, you know, I completely agree with you. I do think, like you said, I, I think they're the dream team as well. And I think it was a great idea that they all kept in touch. Um, like you said, you shouldn't always be sharing all this information with, you know, outsiders, but... What were you gonna say? Now, again, um, now something happened between the two of them at the. You mean the most the important end. part of the book? What um, what was that? One Donna DeFridis texted Chris one evening when Chris was quite bored. He was contemplating his life again, of course, you know. Probably and eating ice cream, but you know. She texted him and said, "Hey, do you want to watch Jason Ritchie on?" Ice Dancing with the Stars, or whatever it is. Whatever it is on ice. And Ice Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. But Chris said, of course, sure, I'll come on over. And Donna says, oh, by the way, wear your nice blue shirt. And hmm. he says, huh, weird, okay. He, but the book literally says he's learned not to argue with it anymore. So, nice. shows up to Donna's house. And is in his nice blue shirt. And who is there? None other than Patrice. Patrice? Patrice. Donna's mom. Donna set up a date. Oh, and we learned Donna's real name. True. It's Madonna. That's so funny. And she threatens Chris and says, if you ever call me that at work... And Chris then turns to Patrice and says, I think you're a genius. So they're hitting it off, baby. So at any point, did you have an idea who might have committed the murder? Who did you suspect and why? No, no. You know, I <laughs> I was Father Mackey through and through. But I will say, like you mentioned earlier, we did have a suspicion at one point that it could have been Bogdan because Elizabeth had made mention of, you know, hey, mm -hmm. if Ian told you to kill him, would you? Um, but that didn't go any further for us. For us? For us. Didn't go any further for us. Didn't go any further for us. So, that being said, I don't think I was ever on track. Ever. Not once. No, I can do a simple answer. I was not close at all. And I said that earlier, and I thought it could have been one of the four of the, the, the club. Yeah, nope. we just started to say it was by the end because we were like, who? Nope. Just just Bogdan. 
Yep, just Bogdan, just John, just Penny, you know. Okay, I got a good a good question to finish oh. off with. Okay, let's hear it. If you had to solve a murder, this is like the Avengers of the Murder Club. Okay. If you had to solve a murder, which three people could be friends, families, or celebrities, would you choose to help solve it? Do you want me to go first? I do. Okay. Um, I would choose my mom, no doubt. And then I would also choose my brother because between the two of them, they could probably solve a murder in <clears throat> 20 minutes flat. Two seconds. Yeah, minutes. honestly. Um, and then, look, I love you. I don't want you to be offended. But I'm bringing you on as our glue guy. We don't need That's right. We don't need your brains at all. You can honestly <laughs> toss your brains to the side. We've got plenty of Good. brain. My brain's too powerful anyway. I'd figure it out too yeah, fast. It wouldn't even be fun for everybody. That's what it is. That's what it is. You're you're our mediator because well, you're our mediator, our motivator, all that stuff because sometimes working with family is working with family. And that's what yep. it would be for us a few times. So, okay, now what about you? Okay, first, mine's, mine's simple, very simple. Okay. I would choose you as my number one, just because you can remember things that I said or somebody said from last week. <laughs> Touche. Three years ago. Fair enough. Second, I would also choose your mom. As <laughs> we said, not, not, the, not the worshiper, but um, she's quite smart with these kind of yes. things. She's our doctor, dentist, and mother extravagant there you go no mother extraordinaire there you go that's a mother extraordinaire that's great that's a great way to describe and it three i chose it might not a celebrity per se it's actually a tv character and i would choose uh, captain raymond holt r.i.p i would like to point out that for this specific question this doesn't count <clears> but <throat> i will accept it because thank you we're not choosing andre brower we're choosing andre okay. as captain holt yes so he has to be Captain Holt. Yes, Just show he up has to be. and be as smart as Captain Holt. <laughs> so I guess we we kind of talked about a little bit, but creating like a rating system for what we read. So oh, yeah. I I think we're gonna go from zero out of five, zero being the literal trash and the worst book you've ever read. You wouldn't recommend it to I anybody. I see what you did there. Literal trash. Five being the best book you ever read. Like, no, nothing would touch it ever. Okay. And the final thing is part of that, quickly, you could say, who would you recommend this book to? You know, what kind of reader, what kind of genre um, would you attest it with? And just just a brief little uh, point about that would be awesome. Okay. I give this book a 4.5. Gonna give it a four point one, because again, I don't want to. I don't want to put it too high. I was thinking mm -hmm. of giving it a four point two, but after a little Gosh, bit more that thought, point one. You just it just sounds like such a leap in my opinion, but yeah. for the first one, I feel like you really need to set the tone. I agree, and who I'd recommend it to, it would be those individuals that really enjoy a humorous whodunit. So if you're into murder mysteries, mysteries in general, with a side of humor, it's worth it. There's not much of yeah. a, 
there's not much of a love story. There's really no romance in this. It's just no. humor, old people, and a whodunit. Yep. Okay. So I have been thinking about it. Okay. I'm going to give it a 3.9. Whoa. It was, I don't want to set it too high, but I also thought it was really good. And I thought, as for me, who's got back into books themselves, it was a really easy read or easy listen, I guess. The characters are really good. I felt as though that it was, it was just generally easy to listen to. And I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I also don't want to set it too high just based on what's coming next. I want to leave some wiggle room there to make sure that if something is really, really, really good that I didn't already put this one at like the top of the mountain. <clears throat> That's fair. Now, so with that for recommendation, yeah, I would say for me, it's for people who, if you've ever watched only murders in the building and if if you like you said murder mysteries where you don't really find out who some of the killers are until like the final final part and for me i, I had no idea throughout the whole book which was awesome yeah and to top that off from what what i read is that they are going to be turning this into a movie which you better believe will be Woo! there you did it again you, oh, you did the woo thing dang it you didn't hear it <laughs> No, I just heard it in the other room, but Dang I'm really it. looking forward to that. But I, I again, I find I really enjoyed it quite a bit, and I'd recommend it to anybody that wants an easy read. It was really fun. It was funny. There's some good content in there, and and really kept me on edge for a lot of it. Yeah, and with that, are you gonna buy <clears throat> the next book? Uh, yes, I think what we talked about before. <laughs> Well, I, I'd like to, and I was going to kind of keep it, let's keep it a surprise if we're going to keep on doing the series, but I really want to keep doing the series because I like the characters, and I hope that they kind of keep on and building what they built in this book, and so I'd really enjoy doing that. Well, and like you said, it can still be a surprise. We may take a break from this book or this series and go mm -hmm. read a different book for the next mm -hmm. month and then come back to it or something like that, so... Yeah. What you see next week is going to be a complete surprise because we don't even know what we're doing yet. True. But I was just asking from a standpoint of, are you going to like actually read the next book or? <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do both. Okay. Got it. Got it. Well, Carson, our first season or first book. We did is it. Is in the books. Too many books? Okay. Get it. Boo. With that, what do you have to tell the people? We'll catch you on the flippity flip. Nailed it. First try. Look at you. I'm so proud. Okay. Catch you guys on the flippity.